Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Football Ramble, where we never, ever play for just one point. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of December. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushina Hunteraja. So much time there. trying to help you out mate because Vish has got a flight to catch or a, nearly a flight oh someone someone I know has a flight to catch and I'm helping him catch that flight that's yeah. the kind of guy he that's is amazing altruism yeah beautiful yeah. I'm making up for past sins um, <laughs> but yeah no sorry for doing that but I just couldn't I couldn't leave the silence. Yes. Well, there was something about it. It was, it was almost too long. It was showing off again. We've, we've recognised that, that you have a problem with silences. That's what you're doing here. I can change that <laughs> over the next 40 minutes if you want. <laughs> Give it to you two. The podcast equivalent of a dirty protest. <laughs> you, you don't want dead air though, do you? Even over a jingle. It's when the void stares at you. You don't want that. Yeah, you've got to kind of start contemplating your own mortality in those moments. Exactly. Less of that, please. Happy Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> Oh, this is podcast magic, people. <laughs> oh, lovely to see you. It feels like a long time. Um, let's. Should we just crack on with the with the football then, given that you just want to leave? I don't know, actually. Should we talk about the football? Because what happened apart from I'm that? I'm really I mean... into the football. Let's first of all, I mean, first of all, the Liverpool game. Um, Quivin Kelleher is how we're pronouncing uh, that excellent gentleman's name. Mm. Please do write in if you've got issues with it. Uh, he had a, basically a man of the match performance. Uh, completely unexpectedly starting in goal. Alisson's out for, for two weeks with a hamstring issue. And then also Liverpool's academy, Cadis Jones scoring that slightly extraordinary goal from, I mean, why do we, li- why would you, if you're Andre Anana, why are you leaving that, Jim? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it genuinely looked like a moment where he just switched off didn't it? Because like, there's no other sort of explanation for it. Even Curtis Jones's face seemed to say, are you kidding me? Like, are you actually, was that a joke? Can you do jokes in football and have you just done one? Is this my first Champions League goal? That you, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I mean, like, Curtis Jones really looks a player, doesn't it? It's nice to actually yeah. put a bit of a spotlight on him because um, he's done so well to come into that Liverpool side in, in the sort of games that he has this season and just look like part of the furniture, really. A new bit of furniture, a young bit of furniture, probably something Scandinavian and modern, but part of the furniture that goes in that Liverpool living room all the same. Um, and I'm quite excited about him. And there's not been a huge amount of hype around him for a player of his talent um, in the age of hyping talented young players, especially Liverpool players as well, uh, given how good they are at the moment. So um, 
I was very happy for him to get that goal. That slightly absurd, ridiculous goal. But he, it was still a hell of a finish. Oh, yeah. it, was, oh it, was so it was more of a like slick one-touch pass, wasn't it? But it yeah. was still a good finish. The fact that he had to re- react to some bizarre behaviour next to him straight away. I guess it was almost like maybe Onana didn't see him. Is that possible? Could have been. But the, the way you framed it at the start, that you know, that he might love him. I like the idea that the Ajax lads are, are laying into him and he goes... And then points to the corner. But look how happy he is. Yeah. <laughs> Start yeah. of the game, he's been going, honestly, you've got to see this Curtis Jones kid. He's so good. He's so good throughout the game. The defender's going, you're not that good, mate. What are you talking about? Like, I'll show you how good he is. <laughs> but the, uh, the, you know, what you said about the Curtis Jones hype is true. But the reason for that is because is it happened before last season. Mm. They were talking about him as, right, this guy is going to come in, might play one or two games, but you're going to see how good he is. And the the thing that really strikes me about him in particular is that he can, as you said, he's coming without fuss. He looks totally at home. He's not even that IKEA furniture that you need the instructions for. He's ready made, yeah. ready prepared. You don't have to, you know, he can finesse through the doors and up the stairs. Yeah, it probably helps as well that he's not the only young player coming through. At yeah, of course. Yeah, so you can, so you feel like you're more more involved with the first team anyway, even mm. though if, even if you're not regularly involved in first team squads, he can also play anywhere. Seems that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, which is startling for any player because it's obviously so many young players have good technique, but he's obviously got going on, got it going on upstairs. Um, so fish tapped his head. For everyone, I, did you probably heard that in the mic? Actually, it's got quite a dense yeah, it was head. Quite, a, quite, quite the dig. Yeah, yeah, impressive um, stuff. But yeah, he's uh, he hasn't got a dense head. No. Or if he if he if he does, it's full of knowledge. <laughs> As 18-year-olds as, as tend to be. Yes. Well, he's, a, he's wise. Thank you for setting me up. That He's wise beyond his years. And it, yeah, it shows when he plays, doesn't it? Oh, he was set up as well for the goal by Nico Williams. So it's just basically an academy. Yeah. An academy loving. Yeah, the kids are all right. Um, yeah, they were all over the pitch, weren't they, the Liverpool kids? And it was a it was a funny game. It started off really well. The first 20 minutes or so was, was pretty pulsating. It looked like it could go either way. And then it just sort of kind of... Fizzled out, settled down a little bit. I guess Liverpool didn't really need to exert themselves um, didn't. that much. Okay. Or, or it certainly didn't seem that way as the pattern of the game um, kind of went on. It got a little bit cagey, didn't it? It got a little bit kind of like, you know, you have a go, we'll have a go. But I don't know. Well, David was hit the post about a minute before True. that winning goal, the winner was scored. I don't know. I, th- I thought they probably had the better of it in the run-up to the goal, just before the goal anyway, Ajax. Mm. Um, but yeah, ultimately, Liverpool therefore topped the group. Some bizarre other stuff going on in the other game, wasn't it? Midtjylland final score one one, getting a little, getting a cheeky little point yeah, there. A little Midgeland. point in there. Atalanta like be see. fuming with that they after the result f- at Anfield. Fuming. That's a silly result, Atalanta. What are you doing? Yeah, I guess they wanted to. I don't know. I, I'm like, who dares to think what Midtjylland must have been celebrating like off the back of that? Lovely. Have they, got, have they got? You say that like they've got previous history for being quite unruly after wins. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, it sounded like to, it sounded quite accusatory. That actually. I wasn't meaning to cast aspersions. I, no, I just I like feel the like idea. they know how to party. Yeah, yeah I, suppose, <laughs> I suppose they do. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they might as well be in there for something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, maybe that's the motivation. Yeah. Like, look, just like get get a point yeah. somewhere, and then we will. We will have a night that you'll never forget or remember. So they're going around different hotels being like, we'll take the slippers, <laughs> take the robes as well. Yeah, well, that's a nice pen. <laughs> Loving it. Oh, uh, little shampoos. <laughs> <laughs> you love those. How many little shampoos have you got? Um, I've got Currently, to the you did gym, just actually. Move. I've got quite a few. 
You did just move. Did you um, route them out or did you transport them? I, I transported them. Yeah. yeah. They're handy for the gym, aren't they? Yeah, mm. can be. How, how are you going to the gym? Well, not, not right now, oh, but right. They, they're open again today, but you know. You've already been yeah. in, haven't you? I've not been breaking into my gym during the lockdown <laughs> I, and showering and there. Showering there. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone says I live in the studio, but I don't really. Jim's, well, as we know, has been working out and getting into good shape. Klopp afterwards was praising Nico Williams, although he did run like straight onto the pitch to embrace Queen Kelleher, mm. which was... Oh, that was lovely, wasn't it? So lovely, because uh, there's no, just... you know, imagine he would have been, you know... If there'd been fans in there, they would have gone absolutely balmy for him. He yeah. made some amazing saves. He did. Kept a clean sheet in the Champions League. Looked confident Looked throughout so, as well, didn't he? Like point blank range, really close to the end. He made a big save that, yeah. you know, saved the win. Oh, it was brilliant. And you can just imagine them going absolutely balmy for him. Yeah. Um, so a small and a, a hug a from Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. Wouldn't you love a hug from Jurgen Klopp? You're going to feel it for two or three minutes afterwards. Yeah. But I think you'd, you'd feel so validated. It puts so much, such a spring in your step. And actually, one of the good things about being being able to see the football in the weird circumstances we can with um, without real crowd noise um, is that you can hear the players a lot more. And you could see that Kelleher was was very commanding. And like... You've got to be confident to come in as a young goalkeeper and be bossing defenders around. You, you've, got to, you've got to be a certain type of character to be able to do that at all. And he seemed very kind of ready and apt um, like, and, and, and just able. Adrian's face on the bench was a picture as well. You've got to feel for him. Good picture, bad picture. Uh, a, a, a sad picture, but a sort of a telling one. Keller said that he wished him all the best and said he'd be backing him and... All that stuff. So that's it, really nice. Really? As an Adrian, is it nice Adrian, or is that the sort of thing that makes you want to knock his block off if you're Adrian? You wish me all the best, No, dear. the other way round. Oh, sorry. right. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian said to Kelleher, oh, you know... I'm with you. I'm part, I'm supporting you. We're all a team. That's good. Because the other way around, Not that, in that, that is very cheeky. Yeah, and quite patronising. I mean, it was never going to be any other way, was it? It'd be great if he was like, oh, you know, what was he like? So, honestly, he hasn't said a word to me. Yeah. <laughs> he won't even look me in the eye. Yeah. He leaves a room whenever I walk in. <laughs> He's oh, man. pissed off. It's like Claudio Bravo in the uh, All or Nothing Manchester City documentary. Bless him. I don't know, mm. I always felt like he was just watching with quite a lonesome look every time Man City... Should have made saves then, shouldn't he? Oh. Should have made saves. Oh. Remember he didn't. He stopped making saves. It's a tough like Keffer did. job, isn't it? It is, but that is literally all of it. Yeah. That's no. the primary role. Well, playing yeah, out from the back is all of it. If you're in a, <laughs> in a Pep Guardiola team, come on, guys. Uh, and also, apparently, according to... Um, Melissa Reddy of this parish, Kelly used to be a prolific striker. Really? Yeah. So he thinks like they do. Yeah, maybe that's mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what they're going to do before they've done it. To stop a striker, <laughs> you, gotta... you need to have been a striker. Yeah, or it's like, like you one. can't talk about football unless you've actually been in the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, that could could be brilliant if he goes on to have a long successful career, which I'm sure he will and I hope he does, if uh, he sort of goes up for corners. But he's like a sort of like, proper sniffer in the box might be one that can get some goals well you say that but I think when a goalkeeper goes into the box because they're wearing a different shirt they're already thinking I don't I shouldn't be here yeah I'm already out of place here but that can have quite the opposite impact can it if it's, you are the opposing goalkeeper you're like whoa what is this like red no thing? because I think you recognise in that other person that they are lost it's a little bit like if you got invited to a party and you thought it was fancy dress but it wasn't no, it's not like that. It's, I think it's a little yeah, bit no, like I, that. I think people can own that. Well, exa- exa- exactly. Oh, I exactly. See. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think by and large, most people go into that situation and think, 
Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. sort of Bridget Jones rabbit thing. I yeah. think whenever whenever um, goalkeepers go up for a corner late on, I think people get they think about glory, don't they? Even the person taking that's the, the problem, corner and they it? go for the goalkeeper. Yeah. I like, don't go for the goalkeeper. Go for an outfield player that's in the space the goalkeeper has created. Surely. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's magnetised towards exactly. this guy who is basically, unless he's Quivin Callagher, the least likely person to Well, but goal, you probably. get someone to knock it down for him and because he's, he's got his prolific striking instincts, he'll yeah. probably score. Good with his feet, clearly. Exactly. Yeah, because obviously if he, you know, <laughs> clearly it's why he's a good striker that he's now in goal. <laughs> 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 Little diss on your Champions League debut, mate. I'd say it would be. How did you get it. on when you were goalkeeper in a Champions League Too game short against to be Ajax? a goalkeeper in a Champions League game? <laughs> Been through this with a Napoleon-esque mentality. I'm sure it'll be fine. No, he was he was a little more confident when he'd going go, wouldn't he? Sure. Yeah. Steph Curry's a basketballer. Like, come on, what's yeah, wrong Steph, with you? Steph Curry's like six one. Yeah. I mean, Jorge Campos was pretty small, and he loved a Larry goalkeeping kit as well. So, I mean, yes, it can it can true. work. I, it would be an incredible bit of kind of showboating acrobatics, wouldn't it, if Jurgen Klopp introduces a young goalkeeper who starts banging them in at this point. <laughs> it's like, how good do you want us to be, all right? <laughs> yeah. How good do you need us to be? Well, I mean, that, that's, Peter be fuming, that, obviously. <laughs> or loving it secretly. <laughs> that's the important point in this. I think we've, we've, we realise... What is the important point we, in this? Finish, like, with, all, with all Liverpool's injuries and these children coming through... <laughs> yeah. That like at no point, you know, should a team be that deep in terms of having, say, like a a bank of players to bring on who are oven ready. Mm. But because their youth system is so good, because the clarity from top to bottom is mm. so so spot on that they can just walk into a Champions League game and, yeah. and do these things and know their roles as well, yeah. which is it's brilliant. Well, we might it's be annoying, raised. isn't it? Well, it is. Isn't it? Quite <laughs> it's annoying well, when, it's, when your club don't do it. Yeah, but or you even have to just, admire it elsewhere. Even just someone who's been a teenager lacking any kind of purpose <laughs> oh, and has God. carried that into their thirties, I'm quite annoyed by it. As we'll yeah. come on to in part two, we don't need to rage against that because what it is really is the dying of the light Brexit. So we'll, we'll discuss. We'll come on to that <laughs> later. No worries about that academy. Um, people won't really have to compete against it. Ajax will be probably absolutely hammering us in many, many. Uh, uh, in many, many months to come. So final score there, Liverpool won. Ajax nil. Liverpool, of course. Don't need to worry, therefore, about their game against Michelin. So perhaps they'll be able to have a few more celebrations. No doubt. Yeah. Which is what we want, really, mm. isn't it? Um, yeah, that's a dead rubber. Um, Porto against Man City sort of treated a bit like a dead rubber with a nil-nil. Um, I mean, I'm, City played really well, though. That's true. Yeah, they they had a That's lot of That's harsh. Chances. I was hard. That was me being harsh there. I was going to say my favourite moment was where uh, Edison kind of collided with George Montero. Montero went in with his knee and kind of collapsed in pain, even though Edison, the bit that hit him was his sort of genital region. Ooh. Yeah. So you yeah. thought it would go the other way around, wouldn't you? Edison's tough though, isn't he? Mm. He's sort of... I don't know a lot about this. steel, that man. <laughs> 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 That's what they call him. Yeah. Can you imagine steel. that? Oh, picked up an injury. What happened? I ran into Edison's penis, and I tell you that thing. Oh, <laughs> I thought my knee was solid. <laughs> um, sorry. What was being punched by a snake? By a whole snake? How would you punch? I suppose you, the head, so snakes would head. Isn't you like double up, or is it the head? Is it the head? Or is it double up? As in, would they like hard to? Describe what, this like on a curl, podcast. Curl around and slap you. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why did no, that no, even I, enter your mind? No, I'm bending as I'm. A, if I'm a snake, I'm sort of squidging up part of my uh, tail. 
Yeah. Yeah. To make a kind of a fist. Oh, yeah, I so you're sort of see what you mean. Back and like, <laughs> yeah. You know, going at someone like Do that. Do snakes right? have tails or just are they tails? No, it's all body, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. They don't have feet. That's that much I do. You know that on. that has been confirmed. Yeah. 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 But anyway, Man City were very good, weren't they? Um, what was Ruben Diaz doing? Yeah, I mean, he he very nearly got on a... Do you mean when he hooked the ball back oh, over absolutely, for... absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he's never going to score... For, did, am I giving him too much of the benefit of the doubt thinking he meant to just get that back in play so someone could get their head on it? No, when he cleared the ball off the line. Oh, of course, of course. Off, oh, sorry, when he when Manchester City's Ruben Diaz cleared the ball, cleared the ball off Porto's goal line, mm. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I, think I didn't he know must he have, could do He that. must have thought it was going wide, surely, and tried to be trying to hook it back into play. No, I think he was trying to score and lost himself in more being No, a you do, do you? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because I, I think he just, you know, he didn't get it. Well, obviously he didn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was trying to... Did a killer, didn't he? Um, oh, <laughs> I didn't mean it. But yeah, no, that was that was quite amusing because yeah, City were City were all over them. Yeah, and he was helped by well, he helped out Marshall in the net for Porto, um, and I guess for both teams, yeah, this is this is the outcome that that was the best one, right? Um, Man City topped the group. Uh, I guess wanting to focus on or need to focus on on the Premier League, I think it's fair to say. A little bit of needle on the sideline again. Love it. That's what we like. Sergio Concesao and Pep Guardiola do not seem to get on. The quotes were amazing, weren't they, after the game? If, yeah. if I had his budget, his players, and still get still couldn't get a win, I'd be sad too. <laughs> Is there history there? Burn! Well, they were a bit pissed off with each other in the previous... Um, no, no, sorry, OK, right. Sorry. Oh, I mean, like, historically, history. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, this is one you need Brussels for, but they yeah. they seem to have gone... Uh, they seem to have... They don't seem to have been enjoying each other's company on the sidelines. That's, no. That's, I love that. I'm all over that. Yeah. Mm. Get, get, I, I want more manager on manager niggle, especially when they don't meet that often. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's the luck of the draw, because it just... You know, that resentment, it just carries, doesn't it? It does. It reminds me of the glory days of that terrible thing Alan Pardew said to um, Manuel Pellegrini on the sidelines oh, yeah. that time. What was it? It's very sweary. It's very sweary. Google it. No, I yeah. want you to say you it. Shut your noise, you sweary old swear. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you do the swears? Why did he? Why didn't you? Why didn't I? Well, yeah. I'm just conscious of the swearing. A... Well, one of the swears is like the main swear, and I don't want to fly too much up the swearing chart because then I have to keep it up. Oh, I don't want to be effing and jeffing like a, you know, furious fishwife. Uh, yeah, all right then, fair enough. I'm glad it didn't descend into that kind of abuse. Um, unlike the ramble always does. Jesus. Uh, what else went on? Well, Real Madrid lost again. That's funny. To Shakhtar Donetsk. 2-0 it was. Zinedine Zidane, the hero of your... They forget so easily, don't they? they do. Those Madridistas. It's almost like they do it on purpose. It's what? weird. It would just forget their own heroes. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. I mean, people... I guess this comes down to this whole, like, are we playing... Is he playing people that he used to play when, when they were good... And now they're not that good. Mm. Discuss. Yeah, maybe it just looks like they're kind of struggling for an identity, isn't it? Because they're still based on one that they really should have moved moved on from by now. Mm. It's almost like a snake putting back its own skin on. It's not the best. <laughs> it's not the most bestly constructed sentence I've ever <laughs> spoke. But, <laughs> but I didn't know you were but, getting into your zoological <laughs> analysis. Do you know what I mean? Though it just feels like that. You know the 
what they're trying to do they've already done and it's and it's tired and yeah. they're trying to recreate something that isn't uh, that, that, that is the past rather than the future and hence they keep getting embarrassed by Shakhtar Donetsk yeah cool from them though I guess yeah if you will let Gareth Bale go Great, great name in Dentinho as well. You think you've you've heard all of the Enos, mm-hmm. and then another one comes along. Little Dent, Little Dent, great. <laughs> They're like I, I, Dentinho, like baby teeth. That's yeah, why, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milk teeth or little, or just little dents. I guess making little dents in the in, in the ego. ego. Of, yeah, yeah. It's a done. Do you reckon? Do you think there's anything in the fact that Real Madrid aren't playing at the Santiago Bernabeu? Because we talk about them losing identity. A lot of things about being those marquee clubs is beyond the kit. There's that yeah. sense of, oh yeah, we are this team. Yeah, we, are, actually, we are the people who are not to be messed with. You really feel that when you go in there as well. Yeah. Like it's, mm. you know, as we've said many times on this, this podcast, obviously Madrid is a huge draw for players and you, you see players think about it when they get linked to them. Mm. But I remember going into the Bernabeu as a man in my 30s thinking... I want to play for Real Madrid. I don't know how. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how I'm going to make this happen, but I have to make this happen. I want to play for Real Madrid. So yeah, yeah. even with no one in the stadium, that is a big part of why they're so fearsome, isn't it? And well, to, to lose so many, that is yeah. But they've been playing. They've been playing so many games at their training ground. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, it's a completely different setup, isn't it? Yeah, they're a bit of. A, it's. it's <laughs> I was going to say it's sad to see. That's kind of pathetic. It'd be like, it's oh, not, Jeff Bezos is, is hard on his luck. Yeah, um, couldn't happen to a nicer but, but institution. It, <laughs> But there, uh, there is an element of it where you, you can see that obviously they're quite a, a big example, but so many people have been quite listless and lacking identity, identity and like who they are across the world in all sorts of, in all parts of life, really. And this yeah. is, it's interesting seeing a behemoth like that struggling with the same issues. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to hear whether... Real Madrid have been attracting the sympathy, I guess, of On the Continent. Do give it a listen tomorrow. Don and Andy will be uh, in your ears on Football Ramble Presents. Don't miss that one. Right, let's get to a break and then we will talk about the end of football. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Join us for a very Clash of the Titles Christmas because we're doing what every family does at this time of year. Arguing about which film is better. We've proved this pod is good for your elf as Elf takes on Santa Claus the movie. With Santa Claus the movie, for years I couldn't walk past a slice of ham. (laughs) 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 Reaching for it like a grubby street urchin. We're doing that festive thing of overindulging in sweet stuff. It's the holiday versus love, actually. I've never seen women apologise so much for being women as in the holiday. And yes, they are Christmas movies. We've got Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon. I'm so bored of that question, so let's flip it. Is Christmas a Die Hard movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's Clash of the Titles this December. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a Stakhanov production. Merry Christmas. Um, Asavella, you're outside. You'd be happy for big things this evening. Yeah, I think you're doing a lot. Like we said earlier, they've won. Oh, and there's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. Yeah. It's a hard gig. you got to concentrate very, very hard. Gabby, everyone on the whole there on Sky. Bit of a legend. Um, welcome back to the Football Ramble. Let's get your emails. Just even a show What? You're just looking I'm just giggling at it. I know we talk about this this tune a lot, but it sounds to me like Pete's getting more frantic within it. It's like he's secretly recorded a few of them that are getting more and more intense. I like the idea that he has to do it live because yeah, he's here everyone's every wondering morning. why there's a hole in the budget and he's like, fucking hell, I've got to keep this up. <laughs> I have an email from Will Brown. Yay. Hi, Will. Hi. Hoi hoi, ramblers. Enjoy the story about the nine-year-old not getting his ball signed by the French World Cup winning team in my hometown of Belfast. Hmm. This brought me back for the first, to the first time I ever watched a match. The game was the 1985 FA Cup final. Manchester United against Everton and a young Norman Whiteside, bizarrely wearing number four, 
calling the only goal around the flying bin man, <laughs> Big Neville Southall. <laughs> I was instantly hooked and immediately found a hero in Big Norm. I got an Island Mexico 1986 kit for my birthday and followed Big Norm's career, eventual retirement and his conversion to a full-time podiatrist with keen interest. Years later, just after my 30th birthday... I was invited to a reunion dinner for the Northern Ireland 1982 World Cup team and met Norman. After a fair few, I woke up the next morning clutching a signed paper plate and felt like that eight-year-old parent, oh, that eight-year-old, sorry, in my parents' front room <laughs> listening to Brian Moore's commentary. Cheers all. Keep up the good work. That's lovely. That I, is serious. I am intrigued as to why he was invited to the reunion Me dinner. Too, yeah. Was everyone who watched it invited as well? That'd be like, so good, wouldn't it? Imagine, yeah, you just get everyone back, get the, get the band back together. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there's more stories to come from, from Will Brown on these Rambler emails. Yeah. Will Brown, what I would say is, so you're eight-year-old in 1986. So you're not allowed to debunk Will Brown, are you? No, no, I'm not debunking. I'm <laughs> thinking it'd be nice to have a photo, wouldn't it? So you're taking him there to 2008. Would you have a camera phone in 2008? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have absolutely well, no idea. Oh, definitely. No, no, actually, I was in uni. There definitely cameras around then. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's um, got his signed paper plate, though, isn't he? I think the selfie has now replaced the signature, but back then, I don't think that had quite happened. Yeah, okay. Suggestion, actually, for Will Brown. One of my mates is called Rich Brown, who actually sometimes listens to, to the Rumble, and he had a kid recently ish, and he wanted to call his kid Kevin Duh. <laughs> Kevin, yeah. <laughs> come on, nice. it's a good idea. Nice. Didn't get away with it, a bit disappointing. Named it after the uh, Leighton Orient mascot instead. Right, Steve Peck's emailed in. I was listening to yesterday's show where the dad of the ball-holding Irish boy didn't, who didn't get any signatures from the France squad. Okay, this has obviously touched a nerve with a lot of people. It's reminded me of the best bit of dad amazingness I ever experienced. At the age of nine or ten, we went on a club trip to the old Wembley and got the tour of dreams. We went in the communal box. Interesting that the communal baths are the first, the first thing you'd want to go in. Mm. But sure, great. Uh, up the thirty-nine steps in the royal, in the royal box, in the dugouts, everywhere. The one thing we were told we were not allowed to do was go on the pitch because of the upcoming international. We walked around the old track on the outside of the pitch, and when no one was looking, my dad from nowhere picked me up, lifted me over the advertising hoardings, and quietly told me to get on the pitch, son. It's probably the only chance you'll ever get. <laughs> Oh, that's so lovely. What a good egg. That's excellent dad work. Yeah. Well I, done, Steve we, Peck's dad. The email ends there, so we don't know if there were any like repercussions. Yeah, I, I presumably he'd mention them. <laughs> yeah, or maybe not. Yeah, dad's still in prison, like this, I think he'd, I think he'd say. I, don't, I mean, you can only be so reprimanded for a little bit of, you know, Naughtiness. stepping on the grass, can't you? Yeah, agreed. So how old? Oh, he's nine. A bit harsh. Was that, do we think it's a bit harsh on his dad saying... That he's never going to get onto the Wembley pitch. I mean, I, th- I thought it was good dadding, to be honest. Yeah, yeah but, he, he but he's saying he's never going to get on there. But that's what, what I mean. That's what I mean. Like... He gave he gave him you know an extra little treat. Go on, have it. Mm. And then he also tempered his expectations for life. Yeah, yeah, but maybe he would have been a great footballer without this. Maybe Steve Peck would have been. I can't work out the maths on the eight on the age. But yeah, maybe Let, if he'd had a bit more belief from his dad. Let's hope this isn't the case and he's not now going, oh my God, I did want to be a footballer and that did crush my dreams. I stopped trying. I stopped trying at everything at that moment. Oh, so, no. I left, so I left the Manchester United Academy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, threw my football boots in the bin. <laughs> here, I, here I am emailing the football ramble. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, we've turned your lovely memory into an absolute <laughs> shitstorm. I really apologise. 
Thanks for all the lovely emails, guys. Keep getting in touch. We love it. Show at footballramble.com or you can, of course, tweet us if you want to make less effort, I guess. Mm. At Football Ramble. We like your tweets too. Actually, sometimes I like your tweets even more because they're very creative and sometimes, as we know, they have pictures. Mm. And they're brief, which everyone likes. Of which, more later. Okay, guys, so let's talk about this situation. Uh, It's kind of COVID corner, I guess. Mm. One good thing we could say, which is that the fans are going to be back in to English Football League games tonight. Six games are going to be hosting fans for the first time, yeah, since since football was locked down. Yeah. Um, really exciting. It's only 2,000 fans per, per game, but still just the idea of having some real human people in some football stadiums is, is just uh, making my day, really, to be honest. Yeah, it's... Um... It sounds like good news on the surface, doesn't it? But oh, it is what, a lot you're going to crush my gene like we just crushed Steve Peck? I'm not going to crush your gene. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because like, as I say, it sounds like really good news on the surface, but it's been a little bit controversial because some clubs are frustrated that they, mm-hmm. that they can't let their own fans in and feel that there's an unfair advantage elsewhere. And Yeah, on, no away fans, of course, partly yeah, of because course. of the whole idea of like, you don't want people travelling and then yeah. if you're in tier, you're only allowed to do this if you're in tier two and not in tier three. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very complicated as the situation is in general. Um, but Rick Parry, who, as we know, says a lot of things, has also said, uh, we absolutely don't see that we can stay at this level for the rest of the season. It will be expensive. It is not generating money. Mm. It's costing money overall, but we do have to start somewhere. Now, I agree them they have to start somewhere but yeah. you you do you feel like perhaps this creates a bit of an unfair situation where some clubs can have fans in to support them and some can't and if it's not making money if it's costing clubs money rather than getting it sloshing around the game again and trying to sort of give you know getting a little bit of, of, of like clawing some money back effectively you wonder well actually is it just a is it giving some teams an unfair advantage uh without well, actually like... any plus side to that right i mean i i I think the th- the thinking has got to be that this is going to be a positive thing for those fans that can get back into the stadium and for those clubs that can have fans back and let's do that for the sake of doing something positive, mm. getting everyone's morale up. But it is a, it's, it's a complicated situation, isn't it? It's been interesting to watch it unfold and see how people have reacted to it. Well, no decision has been made yet on allowing more fans back in January and effectively, I think, guys, this is a, this is a pilot. Right? Yeah. See yeah, what happens. Yeah. See if it see how it works. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I can totally understand the the element of it being unfair on a competitive level, but ultimately, that's not why this is happening. They they're doing it because they want to see how they can roll it out to more fans. As you said, Kate, it is a pilot, um, and also I think certainly at the lower levels, there is a view that any kind of fan base coming in is beneficial for, mm. for financial reasons. And mm. and granted, there's a point of that curve which does skew the wrong way as you move up levels just before you get to the Premier League, I suppose. But, uh, well, even in the Premier League, actually, if you look lower down, it can be um, a bit of an issue. But, yeah, I, I just... I th- it ha- we have to start from somewhere, don't mm. we? And mm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong in the way they're doing it now. I think it'll be... I think what is really important, actually, is the way that tickets, for example, are dished out. Oh, um, yeah. Whatever system... Didn't get one for the weekend, then. Well, but, I mean, there, there does need to be some transparency over that, I think, to a point. I know, for example, West Ham have a problem where if you're in a, a certain area where you are... in, a, in a, It's rather, if you are a tier, in a Tier 3 area, you can't apply for tickets... And things like that, just because where they are on the boundary of particularly Newham as well, which has been quite badly mm. affected by um, COVID-19. So there are a number of things that teams have to go through and I can understand why some fans 
you know, you mentioned that Spurs game. I know some fans online were weren't happy with who they see even getting tickets um, because obviously people are talking about it as you would do. You'd be excited to be going yeah. to that kind of game. North um, London Derby friends, exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. So so it, I mean, it, there's going to be a lot of issues. There's going to be a lot of unhappy people in what it's been, you know, sold to us as a happy situation. But I, I feel like that's kind of just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is a you know at least a step in the right direction it feels on the like road to progress. recovery. Isn't it? Yeah. That's the point. I feel. I don't know if it will be. Uh, the danger is, of course, it'll be two, whatever this is, what's the phrase? One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. Because, of course, we don't know how it's going to go. But uh, yeah, Luton, Wickham, Charlton, Shrewsbury, Cambridge, and Carlisle all in tier two and playing tonight. Uh, so they're the ones who are going to be seeing fans. I'm actually going to the Cambridge United game, not taking one of the balloted tickets, I should point out. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working there. Uh, and I've just seen. I just showed you guys the the, the step ladder, the ladder yeah. up to the gantry. You've got to climb a ladder. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need to be up a ladder? Got to be able to see the pitch, haven't you, Vish? So uh, what yeah. you're watching the game from up the ladder, from like the top of the I ladder? Know, I, well, I assume there's a flat bit that I can stand on. I don't yeah. think I've got you to assume, stand on the ladder. But you don't know. Oh no! You should check this, Kate. You they, might you might spend yeah. this evening up a ladder in the cold. How's the cameraman going to fit on the ladder as well? That's not going to work. God, that's so you're going to be on like a platform. Yeah, on the top of the ladder. God. Where, where do they put you or not? That's how. It, that's what a TV gantry is, basically. We're not. Yeah, we're not in the TV gantry. We just no. Sit, you sit and down. your little special scenes. Yeah. You don't with, sit with on special high chair ladders or anything. Or... No, no, not at all. We're not. We don't need you know the kind of frills that you lot need. Apparently, <laughs> frills. <laughs> I'll be outside for the first time in like you know nine months or something. I've got... Are you quite excited? I feel like I'm quite excited for you. Thanks. This is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited as well. We're um... going to Kate Mason. What's happening, Kate? Ah, uh, someone's been sent off. I think, or have they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's windy. Oh, I'm wobbling. <laughs> Did I tell you about the ladder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, I've got my ski trousers. That's the other thing I'm worried about freezing today. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a problem, wouldn't it? So you are going to do that newsreader thing of being dressed differently from the waist down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. I've got a blanket as well, just in case. Imagine if you had a comedy fall over and your legs went in the air. And <laughs> Down the ladder. The look on your face then suggested that you have been imagining that quite a lot while looking at that ladder. Yeah, there is. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. There's stars on the walls next to it. It all looks quite pretty. It's it's pre- it is pretty cool whenever you switch on Sky Sports and you're like, that's Kate Mason from, from our show. Oh. It'll be nice yeah. to see you doing like some other stuff as well. Thanks, Fish. I feel like that when I read your articles as well. But it's not so, um, I guess I can't like shout at it in the same way. That'd be quite weird. No, but you should do. We should measure that, actually. How many people should actually think that we should, maybe you shouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a dreadful idea. Um, on the less positive side of things, I guess, um, well, definitely, although I guess it's Premier League and, and people working together to try and react to things. Uh, the Newcastle Villa game on, on Friday is off. Um, we know that there are at least five players who had tests tested positive for COVID and then they, Newcastle closed the training ground on Monday and mm. yesterday obviously it started to be that they just wouldn't have a chance to train before playing this game and, and I guess that people listened to the the fact that this was not going to work out as a as a Premier League game on the Friday. The downside of course is it's the first time a Premier League game has been called off since yeah. the start of Project Restart. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Um, you, you, I wonder if actually Villa will look at that and go, well, at least we get a little bit of respite. Like, and, you know, Newcastle as well. I, I just, it's it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, I think it's 19, 19 positive tests in all, mm. including um, players They're and They're gradually building up, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I think given the, the protocols that they've had to go through, um, and, and I say this as um, someone who 
well, who you know lives in London and sees quite a few people flaunting a load of different rules. Mm. That, for example, I, I would they are looking to see how there was, I suppose, this quote unquote breach of their biosecure bubble. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happened there because because the protocols are so strict, and and I know that from going to football matches, but also just you know, what the players have to abide by. And and the things that they've been pulled up on, for example, you know, those Chelsea players are pulled up on just meeting in a group of more than seven, mm. sorry, more than six, rather. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like, I, you kind of get the impression that we'll find out a little bit more about what ex- what exactly has happened, why this spike has been caused. Mm. But the fact they're all over it, the fact they've closed the training ground, the fact that, like, at the start of lockdown when the Premier League, it took them, like, you know, Arteta getting a positive test yeah. for them to go back on a statement they made two hours before the fact that they've been able to do it um, with time to spare is um, is important. It's just quite frustrating. And, and I suppose, it, you know, while we talked about how exciting it is to get fans back, this is quite eye-opening to be like, look, it, it's not gone away. This is still a yeah. Real, yeah. real threat to public health. Yeah, all right. And I guess last thing before we go, this new Brexit, post-Brexit plan for transfers has been unveiled. Do we unveil a post-Brexit plan for transfers, guys? Well, I think we just have. Um, <laughs> it wasn't really unveiled, was it? it was like, by the way, this is happening. Yeah. This Sorry. is happening a month today. Yeah. <laughs> Soz about that. So basically, it means that if you come from the EU, uh, instead of having... Well, this is what people wanted, isn't it? This is what everyone wanted, is that free movement of, of, of people is going to be stopped. So it means that free movement of good players from, from Europe is going to be slightly limited. And that's what everyone wanted. I think it's. I think I wouldn't be surprised if clubs find a way to work around this. For example, yeah. you know, you know, City's group and the, the way they move players between that. I wouldn't be surprised if there are more official um, agreements between teams. That way, you can move young players, you know, to a higher tier league, for example, by moving them from country to country. Mm. Yeah, because it's like a points based system. Yeah. Basically, it does. Isn't it? it puts obstacles in the way, though, doesn't it? Of that, it certainly you know, it, it makes getting younger players here. Um, from a younger age, a, a lot, lot harder. Well, you basically um, can't sign yeah, people who are under eighteen, which yeah. is yeah, which is academy. Presumably, very, very difficult for for academies going forward. That's going to make a big, big difference. And the point system and the criteria that players have to meet to to get a move to to England now, uh, or, or Britain rather, uh, I guess. Um, it favours the big clubs, doesn't it? And, and not just on the surface, because quite often players will make a stepping stone move. They'll, they'll go to a club that uh, there'll be a Premier League club that they, that might not be part of the sort of the traditional um, elite, and then they'll get their move later on. That's now harder for those players to do that as well. So that's gradually going to have a knock-on effect on uh, presumably the quality. And you know, there's been statements come out saying that it's it's all about safeguarding England teams and there's a lot of rhetorical guff that you always get that's not actually based in anything tangible that that I know of that you know that always puts you forward saying it's going to benefit you know the English players and yada 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 we don't know how you know true that is presumably it just simply isn't because you want the best players um around to to to, you know lift the players they're playing with. And well, that it's is, just it's an ideological is very frustrating. Debate, Jim, isn't Indeed. It? That's just Indeed. an ideological debate. Do you want to. And you can't put that can't. forward as, as as any sort of fact, can you? Which is what is happening here. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that the, um, the criteria also applies to managers as well. They've had to have managed um, three out of the previous five years in what they describe as a top league, which covers 33 different leagues, but doesn't cover the Norwegian league. 
So ah. in uh, if, this, if this situation had been applied over the last couple of years... So you're pro this. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, sorry, mate, it's a technicality. Yeah. Sorry, Here's Ali. your box, though. Brexit means Brexit, uh, mate. No, uh, but, but yeah, so for example, Solskjaer wouldn't have been able to take the Manchester United job. Had this criteria been in place a couple of years ago. Okay. Mm. Well. So, I, I mean, my... The worst case scenario, it's easy to do monger, isn't it? But you, you might look at um, how this would affect the Premier League in the long term, because obviously money talks, you know, as, as you say, Vish, like I'm sure there will be things will be figured out and, and top players will keep coming because there's a lot of money sloshing around in the Premier League. But if it does lead to some sort of slip in standards and if the future in the future, the, the European Premier League raises its head again, mm. that might tip the balance more in favour of other other European leagues a, a little bit and you know the Premier League the reason it's so powerful is because it's so rich but if a dent is made in that then you know maybe maybe its power will wane and it, it maybe won't be the attraction that it's been in the past and it's it's a delicate thing Hmm, it is a delicate thing. Well, we don't know, but we at the Ramble will be here to keep telling you what is happening and what is hopefully not happening. So a reminder that you can get more juicy Ramble content by signing up to our Patreon. For just $5 per month, you get access to the Ramble Discord, where you can chat with us and fellow listeners about all sorts, as well as a weekly bonus episode. This week, Marcus sat down with Vish to hammer out his fantasy football dinner party. If you want to find out what utterly chaotic, hedonistic mix Vish went for, just head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble and sign up did you cook yeah I cooked yeah yeah uh, right. I listened to your one what a cop out uh, <laughs> I've, I've got to step up here yeah. oh, it's, wow. very, it's very carb heavy very rich and um, ready for training next day I guess well no I mean that's why I picked all retired players all people who've already let themselves go so there's no nice. problem about that so they very could smart. dig into the steak so they basically stores. don't make you feel bad about yeah. having what you want that's a very good tactic. and they're, they're sleeping over as well so. oh nice yeah well they're not going to be in this any fit state to drive <laughs> they might have drivers, Vish. I don't know what, what tier of footballer you've come for. But <laughs> I don't, I'm sure they're keeping yeah. it real, but, you know. Um, also keeping it real tomorrow are Marcus, Andy and Pete. So join us for that one. Uh, say goodbye, guys. Bye, Jim. Bye. Bye, Vish. Bye. See you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.